0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia.
1: Hey, everyone. It's me.
0: Happy 2023. It's, I know. It's New Year. It's New Year. It's officially our first episode of season... <laughs> season
1: I think it's season four. four. Yeah. Season four. Season four. Girlish. I forgot about wow. that. That'll be so much... When I'm uploading the episode of, uh, Anchor... Even though I know no one cares about this, um, I always have to remember what episode number of the season we're on. And -hmm. it takes, I have to do like a bunch of like, just like researching to figure out like what was the last episode number. So this will make things a lot easier. It's just a fresh start, episode one, season four. Literally. Um, There's a
0: lot of like really good shows that don't even make it to season four. So (laughs) I feel like that's an accomplishment.
1: Um, Right. We are, we started in 2019. And um now it is twenty twenty three, everyone. Like you guys have been with us for a whole ass pandemic, <laughs> uh, an insurrection. Um what else happened?
0: Um I think those are the biggest things. The
1: downfall of J.K. Rowling.
0: The downfall of J.K. Rowling, the world is falling apart. There's just like a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things.
1: And we love it.
0: Yeah. A journey. I... 2023, it just doesn't sound right to me because like at work, I can see everyone's birthdays when I'm doing claims. And I see someone that's born in like 2001 and I'm like, okay, why are you driving? You're four years old. They're literally 22 now. Like people that were born in the 2000s are legally able to drink alcohol. And something about that just doesn't really make sense to me. But- Yeah, I mean, I
1: grew up, I mean, I was born in 96. So like later in the 90s. But I had a cousin who was born in 1999. And he was like the baby. He's like the youngest, like the youngest cousin out of all of us. And he was born in 99. And so I'm thinking about it. I haven't seen him in like years. But the other day, I saw a picture of him. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's literally a grown ass man. And it's been like maybe six, seven years since I seen him. And I was like, that's no, he's like the youngest, like, there's no way. That's crazy.
0: It's weird. So I went back to Washington this year for Christmas, which was fun. Um, I was there for a week, so for Christmas, and then I left on the 30th. And so when I got there, there was like a winter storm, literally a winter storm. Oh, my God. Like the entire state was frozen over. I don't know if you saw all those TikToks during that time of just like people sliding down the hill. (laughs) Like cars and people falling over and slipping and sliding down the hill. So it was crazy. I feel like if my flight was a day later, I would have been stuck at the airport for like two days, which was fun. But when I went there, I met up with like a lot of family friends that I grew up with and kids that I babysat. And we went to a bar and had like a reunion. And all of the kids that I babysat are now in their mid to early twenties and they're like six feet tall. They have normal jobs. And it's just so weird to just experience getting older, I guess it's a very weird feeling. Cause I think you get accustomed to like, Oh, I'm, I'm so young. Like I'm the youth, I'm the future of the world. And now it's like, I'm not the future anymore. Like my time has passed.
1: I was, I was, (laughs) I was joking with you the other day. I'm like, I, cause we saw the, the Forbes on like 30 under whatever, 30. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And like, there's, there's ones for different categories and stuff. And I remember seeing it and I, and I telling you like, we're going to be on that list one day. Like we're going to do it. And well, you're babe, like, I have like literally a year. So <laughs> you're like, we don't have much time left.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: um. this year we're going to blow up. Everyone email forms saying demanding, that we are on that list before Gage decays and withers away.
0: We have until July of 2024.
1: All right, it's period. So, that's that's, a, that's more than um, enough time.
0: Yeah, we have more than a year for us to get on there before I turn 30. And
1: Forbes, if you're listening, I have way much like way more time than she does. Yeah, so I, I think I, I have I a so lot of potential.
0: That. So if anyone wants to take a chance on me, I'm willing to, <laughs> to, to like do the interview and everything. Like you won't regret it. But period. Yeah, so that trip was fine. We did get to see each other.
1: Yeah, um, so we were, like, really hyping it up before we like, <laughs> came on the last episode, and I think there's there has to be a curse on me where things just, like, never turn out the way that, like, I intend for it, and I think that's why I'm such a wing-it person because every time I have a plan, things always just end up, like, being, like, just, like, falling through in, like, a weird way or something about it happens where like you know like whenever you came and um, we went to the lake, the river. Whenever we went yeah. to the lake, um, and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna smoke." I brought like some stuff for us like to ingest. And um, whenever we were there, like I just died completely. <clears throat> and it's just like, well, why do these little things happen to me? So we had this whole like plan to see each other, and during this that entire time, like the whole freeze happened. Where, like people on the rows were slipping and sliding, like you couldn't leave your house essentially. And then also I had randomly got the like craziest head cold. just like out of nowhere. I don't leave my house. I don't go anywhere. and like I just had like a really bad head cold for like a week. It was like a week before you came. And then not only did that happen, but <clears throat> halfway through that week, Emily ended up picking up the cold too. So then she was kind of experiencing it for her time. So then it just kind of became this like thing that like was a hindrance with us seeing each other because I obviously didn't want to get you sick and it was just like too hard to even like not be out without my nose, just like constantly running. I had like tissues in my nose. So uh, we waited a few days um, past the time we were going to wow. see each other and then we did end up get, being able to get dinner, which was really nice.
0: Yeah. That was fun we went so we were supposed to go we did go to the mall <laughs> yeah um, the plan was that I wanted to get my ears pierced because I am trying to fill up my ears again after having nothing for a couple years so we get to the piercing place and I fill out all of the forms I pick the fucking piercings that I want in my ear and the person is like oh by the way We're going on lunch, like, right now. So you can come back in, like, an hour if you want. And we already had plans to go to dinner, so we had to, like, get in and get out, basically. It was, like, 6 p.m. We're going on lunch. I like. We literally had to leave the mall by 6.20. And they were like, oh, we're going on lunch. So, sorry. (laughs) So that sucked. I did end up getting them pierced anyway the following a couple days later. But, yeah, it just seems like nothing ever goes according to plan. But it's okay because... We still end up hanging out and doing things and having fun, so yeah. it's fine. It worked out, anyways.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was fun. I feel I feel bad though, because right when we got into the piercing place too, we like heard overheard the piercer like or someone talking about how she was only piercing for like two weeks or something. Yeah,
0: I don't know if that was a joke or oh, okay. um, <laughs> if she was being serious, but that was also a little bit concerning for me. So.
1: Did you go end up going back there to get a pierce or did you go somewhere else? I
0: went to somewhere else. Okay. Um, I went to another mall. But yeah, I got my second. You can't see. But I got my second lobe done. Um, And then I'm planning on getting more. So yeah, I'm just going to fill up my whole ear. Both my ears.
1: We're going to see each other soon. So we'll be able to hopefully go. I'm thinking about getting the second one. I really want to get a second um, lobe piercing. But I'm worried. I don't know what you think, because I'm bringing my headphones. Do you think I'll be able to survive on an airplane if my ears are just pierced and I have headphones?
0: I wore my headphones and I didn't feel anything. Okay, that's good. I time. feel like the cup is big enough to go over your ear and not irritate it. Yeah, so we'll I was completely fine.
1: We'll see what happens. If anything, I'll definitely get a tattoo because I'm just going to take you to the... The piercing and tattoo place. I'll explain where we're going in a second. Yeah, but before, we'll get there. Yeah, before we jump into it, I do. It, Christmas did pass, and we had a wonderful Christmas with a bunch of beautiful gifts. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of give everyone like a, a little haul or talk about kind of what what we got um, for this Christmas season. So, yeah, because you got some fun stuff. I know.
0: I that. I did so. Russell and I, we weren't able to spend Christmas together because I was in Washington. So we exchanged gifts before Christmas. Um, And he got me like two big gifts. One of them was a mechanical keyboard. Uh, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I actually, maybe I did. I've been wanting a mechanical keyboard for so long. I feel like I do a lot of type, like literally all I do for work is type. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt like my productivity would rise if I had a keyboard that clicked really loudly because I like ASMR and I have it right next to me. Listen, you hear that? Wow. That's a quality clip. (laughs) So I got a keyboard. I feel really self-conscious when I'm like working though, and I'm on the phone because you can obviously hear me. Like, you can hear that I'm clicking and people are probably like, why does this bitch have the loudest (laughs) keyboard on earth? But I'm obsessed with it. So I got the keyboard. And then I also got a pair of shoes, which is very on brand for him to get me a pair of shoes. I got a pair, my first pair of New Balances, which they're literally the most comfortable shoes I've ever put on my foot in my entire life. So... Get a pair of New Balance. They're the dad shoes. No, they're dad shoes, but they're cute dad shoes.
1: Yeah, they like rebranded or something. They did, and they just like really were able to bring in like that cool aesthetic. I love
0: it. Yeah, I never thought I would have a pair, but here I am. I literally wear them every day now because they're so comfy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those are two of my biggest gifts, and my last one. So, I was tricked because my mom and my dad were like let's go to the mall like on Christmas Eve just to like do some last minute Christmas shopping and I'm not going to say no to going to the mall so we get there we drove up to Seattle I'm sorry if you can hear Nike screaming in the background um
1: (laughs) she wants to go in the room
0: anyways so we go to the mall and my dad is like I need help finding a a gift for your mom. Like, let's go. So we separate my dad and I go to like the beauty section and we find my mom present. And then we reunite with my mom and she's holding a Louis Vuitton bag. And I'm like, okay, like (laughs) okay, big spender, like what, what are you doing with that bag? And she just hands it to me. And, I didn't really know what to do because I was so in shock. So I was like, okay, I, I guess I'm just holding it until we get home. So I don't open it until we get home. And then when we get home, we start opening presents. And I find out that that bag is actually for me. And it's like the most beautiful handbag I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know. I've never talked to my mom about like luxury things or like anything that I want because I feel bad. So I have no idea how she knew that like if I was to get a Louis Vuitton bag, it would be this exact bag. So that was the craziest gift that I probably have ever received. The most expensive gift that I've ever received in my entire life. And it was so unexpected. But I'm obsessed. And now I feel like I'm so special for having a Louis Vuitton bag.
1: It's beautiful. It's so when you beautiful. like when you sent it, I was just like, oh. It's so good. I think I've had this like new emergence and like wanting to like, like have luxury things or like really get into like these like nice, nice brands or nice bags. So we were talking about this a lot uh, recently, just about different types of bags that we want. That would be really cool. Just kind of like a dream thought. And then when you texted me, my mom just got me, um, or just like the picture of the bag is what you texted me. I was like, oh my God, I love it and yeah. it was really, yeah it was really beautiful
0: i was shook i was like i don't deserve this but i'm not going to say no like i'm not going to return it i'm going to keep it but yeah it was crazy i it's just weird because i never talked to my mom or anybody about that i feel like i've never shown anyone that bag but i've seen it before and i was like if i'm going to get a luxury bag this is the one that i want because it's like two bags in one technically and it's really understated, like it's black and the Louis Vuitton logo is also black. So it it just looks like a black bag. It has like nice gold hardware. So it's really simple, which is how I dress. So yeah, it was like the perfect gift for me. So I love it. And it's it's such like a classic too. Like you can't go wrong with it.
1: You can go with anything. Love it.
0: Yeah. So that's what I got. What did What did Santa bring you? this
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of bags, um, I also got a a fun little gift. So Emily and I were unable to be with our families this uh, holiday season. And, um, you know, we have friends that we send gifts to and stuff like that. But typically we spend a lot of money getting things for other people because we're around a bunch of other people. Um, But because this year we weren't near anyone and it was just like us with one another uh, and we you know didn't spend any money on any flights back home. We just thought, you know, for this holiday season, we really splurge on each other because uh, we just wanted you know to have a good day that we can remember um, and just get really nice things. And what better way of spending your Christmas than just really buying a bunch of shit like as much as you can? Like, what a better feeling. So we we obviously got each other a lot of beautiful, amazing gifts. Uh, one of my gifts being, I wrote it down because I like have the worst memory. Um, oh. A So ta- going on with what you were talking about, a bag. I was blessed with this beautiful bag. It's right. a Ghani bag. Uh, and it's like this like really beautiful, like like baby blue, very like soft and like femme. And like, I just like love it. And the reason I found it, it's so funny. It's such a stupid story. Is I was going, I was on TikTok and I randomly had this TikTok come up on my, like, for you page. And it was this guy, like, it was this girl vlogging her boyfriend, like, magnet fishing. But the entire time, I was just, I wasn't watching the TikTok. I was just obsessed with everything she was wearing and, like, her whole vibe. And, like, one of the things that she had on was, like, that bag. And I was like, what is that? Because I, like, love it. I think it's so cute. And I want it. And I remember telling you how badly I want it. And I found it. And I was, I was telling you that like, I'm just going to keep bringing it up until Emily gets it for me. Like, I'm just going to keep saying how bad I want it and being like, I want it so bad. And, um, sure enough, we were able to, uh, to Pavlov her, <laughs> like, her into into like, You have to speak it to existence. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's what I did. Yeah. And, um, luckily that's what she got me. It's a beautiful bag and I, so I love good. it. Yeah. It's really nice. And, um, My vibe, my like, I think the what I wear, I wear a lot of black, and I'm sure everyone sees it on the podcast and on my pictures on Instagram. I wear a lot of black, so a pop of color is nice. But I think it also, having a bag like that, um, I'm hoping will like force me to try and find different clothing that might be out of my comfort zone that I can kind of um, explore a bit more with. Because sometimes I just feel like I can get caught up in like hiding behind black just because I'm insecure about little things. So I'm hoping that's what, you know, that's what I can do is like, if I'm ever shopping online, think in my head, like, okay, like this will match with this and this will match with this and really try and push myself to go a little bit out of my comfort zone because the bag is very like blue. It's very blue. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's really pretty though. And I love it. And the first day that I had it out, I remember telling Emily, no one complimented it. I was so upset because I just like, you just feel like really nice holding it and bringing it around, but yeah, that was like my main gift that I really loved. um another gift that she got me was um a hair dryer, which I've been really wanting. I've been wanting a really good one because the one that I currently use um is Emily's from like middle school. It's like a really yeah. old probably from like Walmart um hair dryer that I just have this like uh, like $10 extension that has the uh, what's it called the I forget the diffuser it's diffuser. like a, yeah yeah so I just have like this really cheap old hair dryer so I've been wanting one looking at like Dyson's looking at other brands and she got me a dry bar uh, it's it's like this beautiful yellow um, hair dryer and it was just so sweet because it was something that I never asked for but like she just like got it for me and now I use and it's really great and I just like having it under my sink. Like when I open my sink and I can see it there, it's just like really pretty. So I feel very lucky about that. Um, and the next thing was, oh, <laughs> okay. Listen, everyone, <laughs> listen. I am a hobbyist at heart. Like I love like doing things with my hands. I just like I don't know. There, maybe there's an anxiety aspect to it or what. I play guitar, as a lot of you guys know. Sometimes I'll have like little fidgety stuff in my hands. Um, and I just like finding new things to pique my interest. And so yo-yoing recently within this past year, since being in Olympia, it's been like this new hobby that I've been trying. That I've just been like playing around with learning. And it's so silly because it's... it's. I always tell Emily how embarrassing it is. And she thinks... She doesn't think it's embarrassing. But I'm like, it's so embarrassing. I think it's so cool. That like... Right. Okay.
0: Because when you brought your yo-yo to the lake last year, Mm. I was like, okay. You kind of looked like you could go into battle with that thing and hook someone out. It It was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. No. Um, I'm very self-aware that it is like not a cool thing to be doing. (laughs) But... Says who? <laughs> Says, I'm sure, anyone looking at me. But I, I will say it is fun for me. Like, I, I enjoy the idea that, okay, like, I can, like, learn little things here and there. It's just nice for my hands. Like, genuinely, I think it's, like, a good way for me to just, like, not overthink stuff, just kind of do something and being, like, just learning something new. Um, especially because it's been such a stressful year with school and work. And, like, I just had a lot on my mind. So to be able to do something, to get my mind off of it is really fun. And so um, typically I do, <laughs> this is so nerdy. I do like just regular yo-yoing with like a, I have like a $50 yo-yo. It's just on a string, on it. It has a metal bearing and uh, it's, it's not responsive. I think it's 1A. I think that's like the technical, like competitive term for this type of yo-yo. Um, well, there's other types of yo-yos where you can do like off-string yo-yoing where the a yo-yo is off string, or maybe you have a weight tied to one end of the string and you, you're, it's off your hand type of yo-yoing. There's different like competitive formats where people do two-handed yo-yoing. Well, Emily got me this giant ass one because she was like, you know, I think it'd be cool if you learn a different style of yo-yoing and uh, it's off string. So it's like this huge yo-yo that's not connected to a string and you essentially, like, have to learn how to do tricks by throwing it in the air. Essentially, it's like a juggling type of yo-yo. It's hard to explain. Oh, interesting.
0: Uh, yeah. So, like, so, if you mess up, it just flies off.
1: Yeah, I, I joked with her. She was like, because I always hurt myself by smacking, because my, my yo-yo is metal. I always smack it in my hand against my hand, and it hurts really bad. My, I always have, like, cuts or bruises, and sometimes I hit my face. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I got you one that'll be safer. And I'm like, you got me a projectile. Like, <laughs> it's literally gonna I, be embedded into your body. No, no, yeah. like, literally. So, like, so I I don't know how to do any tricks on it yet. I just know how to like, like throw it and then like catch it on the string and then bring it back. So, um, but like, if you mess up and like you throw it out, it just flies. <laughs> and like, because it, it's not attached to the string, it'll just yeah. fly. So, um, yeah. So I'm learning how to do it. Um, but yeah, that was like my my last little gift. Uh, it was like, but it, yeah, it was a good Christmas overall. A nice, a nice little uh, v- uh, va- uh, vacation type of time off work, time off school. I had a good time. No so, though, <laughs> the Sorry. one, the one last little thing that I that I wanted to get myself though, uh, throughout this whole um, Christmas season was. You know, I spent a lot of money on like other people and I was like, it's not enough. Like, I need something for myself. I need like to get myself a nice little like end-of-the-year gift. And I have credit cards. And I'm not the smartest with my money. But I work. So what I ended up doing was I bought a beautiful iMac computer. And it was such an impulse buy and I'm so happy with it though. It's beautiful like purple IMAC and um, I have this like cute little purple keyboard and it's cute it's little purple mouse. Honestly. And yeah. And so I had to splurge one last time before the year ended. And I'm writing it off on my taxes because I do freelance work. Anyways, that was all my all my all my Christmas stuff.
0: Santa was nice to us this year. Uh, he was really he definitely was. I feel like this was one of the best Christmases that I've had as an adult. Same. I feel like it kind of loses its magic a little, obviously, when you grow up because you don't get toys that you want. And I feel like when we get older, we can kind of just buy whatever we want throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to you know get nice gifts from other people. It makes you feel nice and loved. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It was a good Christmas.
1: I also think it was really cool because I've never seen seasons change leading up to Christmas. I've never felt oh, yeah. the atmosphere change. So being in Washington was really nice because I was able to kind of feel it coming and mm. I thought that was cool.
0: Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So that's what we got for Christmas. Um, this is completely unrelated, like not <laughs> even the
1: next thing you wrote. anywhere
0: yeah. in the realm of similarities. I mean, but I wanted to related. talk about it. Oh, actually, I mean, I guess you could technically see this as like a gift depending on, you know, what oh, you're yeah. looking for. Um, but I went to a strip club last week <laughs> and um, that was the first time I've been to a strip club. So we were invited to one of our friends' like birthday. So it was his birthday. His girlfriend planned like we all went up to the bar beforehand and then after that they wanted to go to the strip club and I've never gone before. Pretty much everybody that we were going with was in a couple. So I feel like initially I was like, how is this going to work? Because I feel like everyone has different boundaries. Like I personally, if a stripper came up to Russell and like gave him a lap dance, I'd probably go into cardiac arrest and like pass away. So like, it was interesting to me, like how, how would other people react? But I've never been before. I, think strippers are amazing and I support them. So I I feel like I have to go like at least once in my life. Like why not now? Like start out the new year with a bang. Um, And I feel like I had like a certain expectation that every stripper is like a pole expert. Like they would just be doing backflips and spinning on the pole the entire time. But I realized that's like not the case. And like a lot of the things that I thought were going to happen didn't really happen i will say that the girls especially like if they know that you're there with your boyfriend and it's very obvious they're so respectful like if they come up to like dance they'll they'll pay more attention to the girl and they'll barely pay attention to the guy so like i just felt really comforted by the strippers the guy, some of the guys in there were a little grimy and scary but the strippers themselves loved them I thought they were amazing. I feel like for me, I was paying a lot of attention to like what song they were dancing to, or like what outfit they were wearing, because they all had like a different story and were doing a performance essentially. Like there was a schoolgirl, there was a rocker girl. So I thought that was interesting because I love performances and I love acrobatics. So that's what I was paying attention to. I feel like a lot of the guys were a little scared to like look at the strippers obviously because their girlfriends were sitting right next to them and it was funny because they had sports playing like basketball on one of the side tvs and all of the guys were just staring at the tv the entire time while the girls were like throwing dollar bills at the strippers so I thought that was funny but it was an interesting experience um I feel like I would probably let loose a little bit more if I was like with a group of girls and we were just going for fun as opposed to like with my boyfriend because at the same time I'm kind of feeling self-conscious like oh like I can't do that I can't drop into the splits upside down on a pole I can't like I can't physically do that so there's that like sense of insecurity but I enjoyed myself for the most part so I just wanted to talk about that because it was an experience to have. I was really interested in your
1: experience when you were telling me you were going. I was like, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder how you're going to feel about it. Because I, I have a friend who, um, I don't know if she still does it, but she she did do um, dancing in one of the the places where I used to live. And I always wanted to go out to just kind of like see it. She normalized it so much for me to actually get like a good understanding of what kind of happens behind the scenes and how maybe uh, dancers are treated and stuff like that um And so it is kind of crazy how like how the the strippers are like paid because I always find that so interesting. <clears throat> so you event- essentially, and I'm, this might not be the same for all the places, but like from her side of the story, is that you audition to be able to perform there, but every time you go to perform, you have to pay the venue that you're performing in. So you have to pay the club. You have to pay them your. Feed to actually work there and then you have to pay per song that you use and then all the money that is given to you is the money that you make but you don't make any money from the venue because you're paying to use to dance there which mm-hmm. i thought is like I, I think it's super like slimy the fact that like you're making these like girls pay for their spot when it's like that you should be paying them i don't know but yeah i always thought It was very interesting and I've always wanted to go. But my uncomfort level is like, I know the ones near me, especially in Florida, they can be butt-ass naked. (laughs) That's the one
0: that I went to is full nude, Um, which I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, boobs, like, okay, titties. And then they said, this is a full nude one. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, you see everything. And they also don't serve alcohol at full nude strip clubs for safety reasons, Mm. I think. And I was, my drinks had worn off from the bar already. And the biggest thing I was like, I need to be a little tipsy when I, when I walk in there. So I was dead sober in a full nude strip club, but I yeah. still like, it was an experience still for me, but yeah. yeah I, I always think, something. yeah, they, they,
1: they, seem really, they seem really fun in the right environment. If you're going with the intent of like, of, of, this is going to be weird because like, you know, strippers are very like sexual in nature. But like if if you're going to have fun and not to like really think too hard on like the sexual aspect, more of it in like a like a fun type of way where like women are like just like having fun with other women. But like when you have men in the factor, it always makes things so gross. Yeah, there were
0: like a few older guys that were in the like sitting in front of the stage and like they would like lean in and like try and get as I don't think you're supposed to like legally touch them, but they would get as close as they possibly could to that. Like to like I don't know if they were like smelling them or what was happening. But yeah, I feel like the weirdest part is just the people that were actually there. Not even the strippers or like the environment that we were in. So
1: I've heard some honestly some crazy stories from like just like private lap dances and like the, how people become a little too touchy because yeah I don't think you're allowed to touch them and it's kind of crazy to think that like these these older men that are going in like this is they're probably they're they're regulars like they go in a lot yeah. and they aren't drunk they are completely sober no, they are
0: so sober they know what they're doing yeah some so of them might be just, married
1: honestly and so So it is interesting and it's kind of sad almost i kind of just am a little sad about like the idea that these like they just i don't know it's just like it is it is odd to me but you know everyone has their own vices and i think that's fine but that sounds like a lot of fun i mean it's definitely an experience you'll remember
0: oh definitely i i don't know if this is graphic if this is too graphic (laughs) but i'm gonna say it anyways so i think it's fine when they would, like, remove their little panties and they would, like, span the pole. Like, obviously, you could see, like, you know, the entire anatomy of the stripper. My favorite, one of my favorite parts is that they all had, like, butt plugs in. Oh, my god. So, like, each of them had, like, a different jewel jewel tone. Oh, my god! And it was, like, a fun game that we were doing. Like, I wonder what color she's wearing. And we were, like, tr- the first person to, like, figure out what color the butt plug was was the winner. So that was my favorite part, I think. When you told me that,
1: I was like, are you serious? Like, what the
0: heck? I mean, it makes sense because, like, if you don't have one, then you're – you can – everyone can see literally inside of your body. So, like, it is, like, a more glamorous way of presenting that area of your body. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was cool. And also impressive, like, that you can do all of that with a butt plug-in. Right, like, like that's very <laughs> impressive that you can be that acrobatic when it's probably. I mean, I, I don't know if it's comfortable, but it, it I imagine like it, it pops out when they're doing
1: it, <laughs> it just like fl- fl- lands on It's someone. a souvenir, <laughs> right? It's just like, okay,
0: so yeah, um, that's my ending thought on this trip club. We don't have to talk about butt plugs the entire time, so no, that's okay, yeah, love a good butt plug, mm-hmm. uh huh. Maybe Adam and Eve will sponsor us. <laughs> Honestly, I would be so up for that. Same. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how to go on from that because like, um, it was just way- like, so...
1: So I'm moving. Okay, yeah. Yeah, You're I moving. think we can talk about that. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm talking about strippers. I am stripping my house. You're That's stripping yourself
0: from Washington. Yeah, I'm and... stripping my
1: house from all its things and yeah. I am moving. Exactly. Um, I, I've been meaning to talk about this. I don't know if I brought it up already. I don't think I did. But um, yeah, Emily and I officially decided that we are moving back to Florida. And I know it's like a very heartbreaking thing. And I think a lot of people are confused as to why, you know, we did this and why we're going back. And honestly, I'm a little confused by it too. But um, I think this experience of like moving across the country was something we really needed to know like, where we were in life and like the path that we want to be on. Like, do we want to be like in a new area, like, you know, experiencing all the things over here Um, or do we want to be like, do we want to be like in this hustle mindset where we're going to be in this new area, we're going to hustle. We're going to do this and do that. um, Or do we want to just kind of, kind of remain close to family and friends and think about a life there. And I think Emily and I are very traditional in this idea of like how we want, I think, to live our life. And I we, we definitely do have this little bit of American dream type of feeling because I think both of us grew up with very little that this perfect idea of our life is, you know, we want to be, we want to have a beautiful family. We want to have a beautiful house. We want to be able to do all of this stuff. Uh, and it seems that like in the West Coast, it's kind of too... Impossible in terms of like how expensive everything is and kind of going through all of that. So um, we made a big decision and you know, being away from family was super hard. It was the, it was really rough because I had a, a grandfather pass away this past year and I wasn't able to go be with my family. And that was just something that always like sat weird with me. And I don't want something else to happen in the future and me not being able to do it because I can't afford like a, A thousand dollar plane ticket to go do something like that but yeah so that was um, an interesting kind of decision we decided to make but I think in the end it's something that we really want to do and it's just gonna be so nice to save money because we're getting a loft in Gainesville like a beautiful beautiful apartment and it's gonna be less than what we pay now for a two-bedroom apartment and it's just insane that, like, we're going to just save so much money. And I'm really excited because we have, like, this, like, idea of, like, our five-year goal. And we think in within, like, a year, a year and a half, we want to actually buy a house. So we have a lot of these plans. And we are officially going back to Florida in February. And we have to sell all of our shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys aren't staying, which is... I think that's not like a failure or like a bad thing. I feel like it's always good to move away from where you were born and where you were raised and like what you're familiar with just to experience somewhere else. And that's what you guys did. And it didn't end up working, which is fine. So I think it was still like a a good experience for you guys to have. And now you get to save money and you like the ability to buy a house is much better over there. So I think- Ultimately, it was the best decision. I am a little bit sad because we won't be on the same time zone anymore, but it's fine. Like, it wasn't really that big of a deal.
1: And I don't know if you felt this way living here. Maybe you feel this way coming back. Um, But, like, I love Washington, but there is something about its lack of diversity that's very unsettling to me, where I I came here coming from Florida, which is very diverse, especially areas that are high in diversity. I'm, I'm originally from Southwest Florida. Like a Mockley area, if anyone knows where that's at, like Mockley is literally all. um, It it comes from like a lot of people who are farm workers and like their families and just generations and generations of people just moving there to work in the the orchards. But so I come from an area like that, a very ethnically just like filled like Florida, Um, and coming to Washington was like a huge cultural shift for me which i didn't realize would affect me so much you know i think progressively like the politics here i feel a lot more comfortable with doctors and the way they talk to me the way they treat me the way that i'm experienced like my life through that and i'm sure people look at me and they're not judging me and i definitely can feel that but there is this like feeling in the air that like i can't shake it feels like like i'm in a get out movie and i'm just kind of like surrounded by a bunch of like white people and, like, you have, like, your occasional person of color that, like, you can, like, I feel, like, attach yourself to or see or be, like, resonate with them. But, like, it is very odd to have this feeling of being in an area where you just kind of, you feel like an outsider a little bit. And that's kind of where I was experiencing. And um, it definitely is just, it's really, it just it was really weird. So um, I think that was, like, another reason where we were, like, okay, maybe, like, If we do move somewhere else, just maybe move a a little bit further away from Washington. Because every time we visit L.A., it was between L.A. or going back to Florida. And that was another hard decision to make. But um, we visited uh, California during the summer one year. And the smog was just, like, so crazy. And then the traffic is a lot. And I think Emily and I are very... I think we're just too, like small town people for us to like really try and go into a place and really just get absorbed by it so it is it's really hard for us to kind of find what we what we wanted and we just think ultimately that being back home in this like big town but small town vibes and getting you know a house of our dreams is kind of like where we want to be
0: yeah i the pacific northwest in general is very white like Washington Oregon, Idaho like everything up there is very white. I've never been to the area that you lived in that you live in so I don't know like what the dynamic there I will say it, it is a little bit more diverse like a little bit more East I would say from where you are like where I grew up it was I mean there was a lot of white people but it was a little bit more diverse but especially like since moving to LA, I was like, wow, like this is like what diversity looks like that you can find somebody that belongs to any type of background or any type of culture. And that's not something that you see in Washington. So I get that. It's very white hiker nature vibes up there. And that's not like who I am either. Like I love Washington. I always will. But I do feel like being in L.A. is a better fit for me personally. So I can see why, you know, you don't want to stay there forever. It's obviously a very beautiful state. Um, there's lots of nature stuff to do if that's your thing, but I mean, there's other factors that will affect whether or not you feel like you want to stay somewhere for a long period of time. So yeah, I get that.
1: My only concern and through all of this is hormones. Um, because, Um, and just like the political landscape that's shifting so much. I've been reading a bunch of articles, just of people like, it's very, there's, there's a movement, I think, of people of white trans people that I've noticed, like, especially on Twitter, that are very, they're very negative in a way that's, yeah, I understand the real risk of the the, the climate change and the shift, uh, the shifting in this conversation around trans people because of this conservative movement that's like really pushing it because they have nothing better to do other than create an invisible threat. But I can understand, you know, the fear in that. But I think there is this like really weird white trans type of people that are like pushing this like really scary thing of like, we all need to move out of this country and i've been reading about like these people who are looking for asylum in all these different countries because they're like i have to get out of here because you know the united states is getting scary and they're going to take our rights away and it's hard for me that not to sit with me in a really weird way but i recently was like reading um other people's perspectives on like this whole this whole like we need to leave and um it really it like it really made me think that like the privilege that people have to just move out the country like just because they're just because of all this when like in reality a lot of trans people a lot of trans people of color are going to be stuck in their homes are going to be stuck where they are and like where they grew up and i think knowing that and know and just really thinking about everything i don't think it's going to it's as crazy as a deal as people are making it out to be i think it has a possibility to be but i think it's important to understand that a lot of these boomers are dying and then the majority of people who are existing within our culture is going to be the Gen Z generation. And I think like 80% of Gen Z's are like, um, are more liberal or whatever. So we see like this movement of like a cultural shift within our society. And we have to kind of stop really focusing in on the politics and really just understanding that there is a cultural shift that's happening that is accepting more trans people, but the conservatives are so loud is that that's all we hear. But Within all of that, I ha- I am a little worried about where I'm going to get hormones from, but I am very grateful to Planned Parenthood because um, they have like a resource on their website that helps you find um uh what is it HRT um, online like you can just like oh, nice. find doctors that you can just do it remotely, and so um, actually this week I'm hopefully planning all that out to make sure that I can get it. But if anything, I'm going to see if what my doctors here are able to do. And if they're able to, if there are licensed in Florida to give me prescriptions, cause I can just do blood work and send it to them. And, um, and hopefully that works. But that is the one thing that I am fearful of is just where, am I, where am I going to get hormone access from?
0: Yeah. That's like, that was the most stressful thing for me when I moved to, because you have to essentially switch everything. You have to go see a new doctor. Mm-hmm. And then like, I was always stressed about like, okay, I only have this much these this amount of hormones left like what if this new doctor does not prescribe me what i need in the right amount of time and then i'm gonna have to go off of them so that is a very valid concern i know i was going to say that there are a lot of i think there's like a big company i've seen them a few times on instagram that they like send you hormones in the mail like you don't actually have to go see a doctor i think there are still steps that you have to take in order to you know verify things and take blood work But it just kind of makes it a little bit easier since you don't actually have to go see someone in person. So I think there are resources out there. But I'm sure um, your doctors will be able to help you find at least something. And I'm sure it'll all work out in the end.
1: Yeah. So fingers crossed. I think it'll all be fine. If anything, I can probably just go back to the old doctor I was going to. I don't like how they viewed me. Um, It's hard to like... I don't know it's hard figuring it out but um yeah the one thing the one big plus of washington is that i would go to the doctor and i would feel like a human being like i would feel like how i would feel when i was young and i was just being seen by a normal doctor where i was just seen as a like a person and as soon as i transitioned that sh- that shifted completely where i was now like a a subject i was an it i was an other Um, I was something for students to come and see and, and like explore. And it was just like really weird, the vibes that I got in Florida, which I, you know, I think the steps are there to become something more progressive, but definitely not what it's like in Washington. Washington is really cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little sad about that and I, I know everything will be fine, but it is, it's a little heartbreaking having to leave such great doctors here. Yeah. Yeah. But with that being said, I think we can kind of move on to like a a bigger, more main topic of today's episode, which I'm really excited about. Um, It's something that we've been planning for the past, like, I think six months at this point. It's been a while. Since Creator Day. Yeah, it's been that long. Yeah, we've been talking about it since then. So do you want to intro it?
0: Yeah, so speaking of Florida, we are going to Florida in what? two weeks at this point. Yeah. yeah, two weeks. We will be flying to Florida for a Spotify event. So we've been partnering with Spotify for a program called Making Spaces. And essentially what it is is we they find creators and we reach out to businesses in certain areas to help partner with them to provide that space with a podcast studio, essentially, and podcasting equipment for the community to use because there are a lot of people that, you know, want to start a podcast and probably could have a very successful podcast, but they just simply don't have the resources to do so. So that is the purpose of this whole project with Spotify is to put those resources in communities so that they can use them. And we're actually going somewhere that you have ties with from when you Mm -hmm. lived in Florida. So I think that's like the most special thing about this whole project is that we, or especially you had like such a big hand in picking the location that we're going to be partnering up with. So yeah, we're really excited. If you wanna kind of talk about the space and like your relationship with them, I think that would be interesting just because that obviously played such a big part and we were able to secure that location for Spotify due to your recommendation, so yeah.
1: Yeah, I think what's cool about this making space thing to, that we're working with Spotify and Anchor is that they really wanted to find locations locations in places like the South where you know LGBT representation is is very minimal or there's like not a lot of spaces for them to feel comfortable going to um, because you know the South is filled with a lot of a lot of just you know trauma. I'm assuming, like I know from firsthand experience. So finding those safe spaces for people to go and be able to, you know, be themselves is what's really important. And so Making Space, uh, this whole project, really wanted to find locations that were friendly towards diverse people, giving them a space not only for them to be who they are to be able to know that they're comfortable in this location they're not being judged they're respected by the staff the other people that go there it's genuinely a space for them to feel safe and included not only that but to have resources that are available that, to them to be able to create a podcast to be able to do what we're doing right now and like essentially building probably of the future girlish the the better girlish, not better, we'll not always the better. be there. <laughs> but, like, you know, doing, wait, are we get, putting ourselves out of a job? Never mind, I'm canceling all this.
0: We don't need any more competition. <laughs> so, we're gonna okay. go to burn it down, actually. Yeah, I just
1: kidding. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's what's really exciting is that the whole, this whole, this whole project or this whole, this whole campaign that Spotify is doing is solely and, is the big purpose of it is to make sure that LGBT people, people of diverse backgrounds have a safe space. It's creating a safe space. It's creating a space where you don't have to be afraid to ask for resources to like start a podcast. You just sign up on a calendar and then you can just sit down and use the podcasting equipment. And this location that I have ties with um, is called Curia, Curia on the Drag. And it's an incredible coffee shop. They have like amazing pastries, all vegan. All um, I think the majority of it's gluten-free, if not all of it's gluten-free. It's like a cute little space where they have something called the Auk Market behind it, where it's kind of like a little thrifty local artist uh, put things in. And it's just a little market that you can go and find really cool clothing or art. They have food trucks that come there. Um, they have little events that happen, drag brunches there. They have uh, like a a little overflow space where where this is gonna be at the podcast equipment where you can go and study. They also have, it's called On The Drag because they also have alcohol they sell there. And it's just this whole little environment that I thought would be perfect. And honestly, the best coffee I think I've ever had. I lived a half a mile from the location and I would, I shit you not, I would walk there every single day because I knew the coffee shop had really incredible staff, and I just knew it was a place that like I didn't have to worry about going into. I didn't have to feel uncomfortable about going into. I would just walk in like my little walking clothes and I'd get my coffee and then I'd come home and then it was just like it was a routine for me that like made me comfortable, that made me love Gainesville. And I was one of the reasons why I didn't want to leave was because I had this routine of knowing that I could just walk to a coffee shop. And then I could just walk home and it was comfortable because the environment there made me comfortable. And so I was really happy to like really try and push Spotify and Anchor to like make sure that they were the people that had this opportunity. And luckily, uh, they were able to respond and they were excited and accepting about this whole experience and and wanting to be a part of it. So they are officially the second location being launched with uh, the Making Space whole campaign. So this is really awesome that we were able to be like one of the starting locations of making space. And I'm really excited about it and I'm excited to see you. Definitely. Um, I have, I'm bringing Gage to Gainesville. Finally.
0: I know you've which... seen my hometown, So <clears throat> it's time for me to head on mm-hmm. over to Florida.
1: I'm going to have to, oh, that I really, we're going to have to go on this whole like, it's so funny because you're gonna be like, okay, like, like, sure, like, this is nothing. But for me, it's like, here is like where I lived. Here is yeah. um, my favorite places to eat and all this stuff. So I hope we do get a little time to explore so I can show you around. Definitely at nighttime, I'll, I'll have to show you a little bit of the nightlife, um, bring you to like some of the fun places. We're not gonna be there on the weekend, so it's not gonna be like a whole vibe like at mm. night, but there are a lot of really cute bars and good drinks that I know that we can definitely get. Fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm pumped so- about it and I'm pumped to bring you to my home.
0: I know, I'm excited too. Obviously, I'm excited for this whole event. I just think it's so cool that, you know, we were reached out to to help with this whole thing and the fact that we're being flown all the way across the country to do this is crazy. But also like I'm just excited to hang out and like see your hometown. I've never like been out and about in Florida before. I've been there for like to go on a cruise. So like we didn't do anything. So I'm I'm excited to see what Florida has to offer. Because I feel like, you know, we do hear a lot of bad things about it, but obviously it's not all bad. There are good places there. So I'm excited to see that.
1: I'm I'm genuinely like I'm I'm I keep trying to like make a plan. On what I want to do for us while we're there, but obviously we don't have a schedule, so um i'm I'm just thinking on what would be good mm-hmm. like are we are we into like a walk or like a hike somewhere? I mean hiking in Florida is just a flat ground like do you, are do you want to see an alligator? Are you in the mood to like go gator hunting?
0: I don't know about hunting
1: no there's a there's a place called Sweetwater that like um it's just a little like dirt path that you walk, and like there's just alligators everywhere. So, but like not in a scary way. Yeah. And like, a, oh, I guess it can be scary. You have like snakes and spiders. I mean, snake snakes and like alligators just all around. It's like a lot of wildlife. There's also wild horses and stuff mm-hmm. all throughout there. So it's really, really cool. But um, I have a lot of great food places and I'm excited to take you to some of them. And I'm excited myself because I love Washington, but I don't think white people can cook. I um, almost cried all the other that. day because I had Indian food for the first time in a long time and I, am, I literally it was like a religious experience <laughs> where like I was like spices Stuff. spices <laughs> seasoning, and, and seasoning in food. It was just really like yeah, it was good. so but I'm excited for you to try some of the the nice southern Southern food.
0: I'm excited and
1: experience. Have you ever been in a publix?
0: No I've never I saw where one shopping night. is a
1: pleasure.
0: Yeah, I've never been to Publix. Actually, i seen one when I went on a business trip to Alabama. That was the only time I I was like, what the fuck is a Publix? And then you were like, oh, they have like really good. Was it like a chicken sandwich? Chicken chicken tenders. Chicken tenders sub. So maybe I'll like. Okay, we have to go.
1: We have to go. I mean, whether or not we get a sub or not. This is so Florida. And like, I think anyone else from the South can like relate to like wanting to bring your friends to a fucking Publix. But like, it's just so nice. It's just so nice. Okay. But anyways, yeah, that'll be a fun trip. And we'll definitely be vlogging it. Um, I really want to make sure that we can get as much content from there as possible. Just Mm -hmm. because we're there for a really cool reason. And I think it'll be fun to document it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's essentially what's happening. The event, I should say the date. Uh, I think the official date is January 26th, Curia on the Drag um, in Gainesville, Florida at 6 p.m. So, if you guys are from the South or in that area, you want to see us, talk to us, um, please feel free to be... Not any weirdos, though, please. I should, maybe, Yeah, I'm don't, to like, say this. murder yeah.
0: us or something, <laughs> um, but, like, um, we could hang out. I don't know. Yeah. See, that's the they... thing. I was like, we should, like, if by chance there's anyone listening that's from the area, that'd be cool if they came. But, like, also, yeah. what if we have some haters that are watching this podcast like they religiously watch it waiting for the chance that we drop our location just so they (laughs) they can come run us over with their big truck it's so sad though that like genuinely
1: i also have that same fear and i'm sure that any other creator like doesn't think about it but just because we're trans it's kind of like that's a little scary so yeah um i think we'll be fine
0: (laughs) we'll be armed olivia will have her yo-yo so anyone yeah.
1: tries it okay so hear me out. out yo-yos can't be on a carry-on so i won't have my yo-yo Wait, really? because it's considered a weapon <laughs> you can't have a yo-yo or like a slingshot well, that as sense, it on your carry-on Considering you've been injured multiple times from one i mean so. yeah you should see my hand throw all like cut because anyways <laughs> Stop. yeah really? so um if you guys are interested i'm sure our haters wouldn't listen past 50 minutes no it's been too long at this point so they're all gone Yeah. But um, if you guys are interested, we will be there. We'll be on a panel kind of introducing this, talking a little bit about it. And it'll be like a cute little launch event. Um, It's going to be really, really fun, I think. And there's some really great food at the food truck there and some really great coffee if you're interested. Um, Are you a coffee drinker?
0: I am now. Okay, I feel like Coffee always gives me an upset stomach, but I feel like it does that for a lot of people. So I just have to suck it up and just drink yeah. it because I like the way t- coffee tastes. And I do like feel like I need a, p- a pick-me-up mm-hmm. sometime throughout the day. So yeah, I should do you,
1: are you, are you are you Do you prefer teas or anything like that? I
0: do prefer teas most okay. of the time. Um, I do love an iced coffee. It doesn't matter if it's cold outside. I will always get an iced coffee. I'm Same. not like a hot coffee person. <laughs> me neither so um I, I don't know if you're a fan of like
1: lattes which are like mostly milk but they have really good lattes there but they have a bunch of tea options so if, if there's like no coffee that you want or anything you have we'll to have recommend
0: tea. me the best coffee and i'll get it
1: i will <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of cool places there too i'm, I'm excited, excited for that for the food i think mainly i'm just really pumped for the food
0: yeah
1: but yeah so with that being said i want to end this episode on one final little funny little thing. It's been a few, it's been like a month since we last posted, so I want to just, you know, bring it all in, bring it all together by doing an Am I the Asshole, if you're interested.
0: I'm scared for this one, because you promised it by saying it was like...
1: My mouth dropped open reading this. Okay. Let me put it up to the side, because I need to see your face while I'm reading it. Lay it on me. Okay. So... Am I the asshole for exposing my coworkers' bathroom habits? Oh my God. I, 25 female, work at a smaller company of about 15 people. I get along with pretty much everyone with exception of someone we'll call Alexis, 40 female. Alexis is very socially conservative, and I am not. I do my best to not talk about things I know will cause an argument, but they sometimes happen anyways. One time, I used the bathroom right after cleaning crew finished cleaning it and didn't bother putting the toilet seat down because I was just squatting to pee. I washed my hands and when I exited, I bumped straight into Alexis, I apologized and went on with my day. For the next two weeks, I thought Alexis was being particularly sanctimonious, but didn't say anything as it wasn't too much out of character. The subject of women's sports came came up during lunch and she made a snide comment along the lines of people like OP, which is the poster, people like OP ruin them for everyone else, Inter- like women ruin, ruin women's sports for everyone else. And then I was immediately confused. I've never been athletically inclined at any age. So I asked, do you mean tall people? No, women are women that are still biologically men, she said with the glare. At the t- at this time, this came out this came out of left field. I am a cisgender woman, while I am still a tomboy in my interest, I am very physically feminine presenting. I said, "Okay, one, there is nothing wrong with being trans. Two, I am not trans. Why would you even say that?" So that the whole thing was that she left a toilet seat up because she just wanted to pee, and Alexis saw, and now she's saying women like you are the reason why women's sports are like there's
0: yeah interesting
1: and then so the next part is uh alexa said you can't fool me i saw you come out of the bathroom and the toilet seat was up i stared in disbelief as she seemed convinced this was the biggest gotcha moment she couldn't even hide her smug smile i squatted alexis the energy of the room was getting very awkward so i decided to make a joke are you telling me that you park your bare ass on the toilet seat in public restrooms she turned bright red, apparently she did, because she started muttering something about not being weird before bursting into tears and leaving the room. My co-workers think it was rude of me to expose her like that, but I didn't think I did anything wrong for trying to defuse the situation she put herself in.
0: Am I the asshole? No. I'm sorry. If someone's she- going to call you trans, like it's an insult, and you're simply just saying, why are you sitting bare-cheeked on a public toilet. How is that like worse than right. what she said?
1: And she was trying to ex- like expose her expose her with her bathroom habits. Like it was just weird. No. Like, what? That's that's like really odd. That was like an odd thing for this woman to do. There was an edit to this that I want to read really quick. She said I'd like to address a few things. A lot of you mentioned going to HR. I wasn't going to because I thought I would get in trouble too, but if I But two, but if I had been trans, this story could have ended very differently. I'm going to arrange a meeting. uh, Two, I also hear you all loud and clear about squatting versus sitting. Unfortunately, I was diagnosed with OCD in the height of the pandemic, and many of my delusions are centered around germs and contamination. I'm going to work on that, but sitting may not be in my future. At the very least, I'm going to look in pevic floor exercises so I don't end up incontinent at 40. Um three, a lot of you think this is fake considering the majority of the shit on Red, it never happened. I don't blame you. I was a professional victim fiction writer for a while and I try to make what I write at least a bit more interesting to read. So my style may be throwing you off. If I did make this up, I probably would have had at least one coworker in solidarity with me. And I don't know, maybe I did volleyball in high school. I'm very what? I'm a very lame protagonist. I don't know. Regardless. No, no one cares yeah
0: um the point being no my answer is no because like I said she basically tried to out her as being trans when she's not actually trans as if it was a bad thing and say that she's ruining women's sports and then starts crying because she sits bare ass on a toilet a public toilet I mean I feel like that's like most people don't do that yeah I squat I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you sit bare ass on the toilet? No, 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 I mean,
0: sometimes, but it's fine. Um, I will say sometimes, like if I'm drunk and it's four in the morning and I'm in the club bathroom, I'm going to sit on it. I don't care. Yeah. But like under normal circumstances, completely, especially at work at like 10, 22 in the morning, I'm not going to sit bare ass on the toilet. So I never sit bare ass, but I do put like toilet paper or the like the. See, that's the, fine. There's a barrier. Yeah, there. there's a barrier. Yeah, there.
1: That's fine. But yeah, so for that's the majority of times. Um, there are times where I'm like whatever, and I just end up sitting on it. But I think the I don't think that's like the biggest deal as in terms of like how just like shitty her coworker is because she tried to do a big gotcha, and then I think it's just funnier that she was goofed on, and then because I think that's the best thing you can do instead of like trying to backtrack or like trying to like diffuse a situation just to kind of like flip it on them. And then as soon as you do that, like watching them crumble under the pressure, because a lot of times you try and like reason with them you try to talk with them. And then they walk out thinking they won this whole battle when like, I just think it's better to just make fun of them, just goof on them. Cause that's the only way they'll learn. It
0: wasn't like a controversial thing to say, right. like, Oh, yeah. haha, you sit on the toilet like okay right. why are you crying that just like
1: i feel like in that moment she pro- she knew that she got like she she was she she knew that she was fucking like being the worst and yeah got- so you
0: can be openly transphobic and like try to attack someone in front of all of your coworkers but what she said is worse to you
1: i just don't understand why you think that'd be okay to just that's like the thing with these like conservative people too Is that they are so like not afraid just to like really talk about something so personal as like as like someone's bathroom habits. So I think the fact that this girl was able to just like use that same what she was doing, exactly what she was doing, throw it back to her and watch this bitch just fucking cry because she can't handle the pressure that she's doing to uh, like trans people like she is doing that. And if you can't handle it, then why do you think that's okay? Why do you think that's acceptable? Like, I just, like, these bigoted people are just, like, insane where they, like, they can't, um, they can't handle the heat either, so.
0: When you first prefaced it with, like, exposing my co-workers' bathroom habits, I fully thought someone was, like, shitting on the walls or something. <laughs> like, that's where my mind was. Right. And then I was, like, really, bitch? Like, that's it? Like, that's why you're crying?
1: hmm I think it's also very normal for people to just sit on the toilet, so it wasn't even,
0: like, a crazy crazy thing that I think this girl's going to yeah, get in trouble Yeah, like, your for. life isn't going to end because people know that you sit on this toilet. Like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. I think the, the OP of this, like, of this post,
1: um, I really hope that, like, she doesn't get in trouble for this because she was just reacting to a moment of shock. So by saying whatever came to her mind first, because she was being targeted of a hate crime, even though she wasn't trans, that's what was happening there's uh, also witnesses it, right and if it, if she was trans this 100% would be a form of harassment a form of a hate crime sure. a form of trying to like out someone in a workplace what if other people didn't know she was trans if she was trans and yeah. then it became this huge thing where now there's a target on her back because of it and I yeah I hope that this woman um, dies no no I hope that she gets the
0: if she falls um, into the toilet after someone used it because she likes to <laughs> sit on it
1: I can't believe that was her gotcha like you left the toilet seat up like the bitch could have been in there doing anything she could have just yeah. been like doing her makeup she could have been just like just like washing her hands she could have I'm been sorry doing but anything. I know so many
0: men that don't even lift the toilet seat up and just pee all over it so just because someone <laughs> doesn't lift someone lifts it up doesn't mean that they're standing and peeing into this like what are you talking about and I'm sorry miss
1: Alexis but like I don't know how to explain this to you, but I don't know any trans women that like stand while they pee. No, I don't and, yeah, because that's not a thing. I feel like and I yeah, especially Especially like, in a, in of a of public rushers. bathroom, like they're not yeah. gonna
0: stand there. With the fear, like because my fear is like, okay, what if someone can see my feet like pointing in the opposite direction as everyone else? Like I'm not gonna stand up and pee into the toilet.
1: Yeah. So I just, that doesn't make any sense. There's like,
0: also, I just don't find
1: it comfortable. And I think there's a lot of men, um, cis men that I think are also, I've been hearing like a lot of like cis men saying how they sit down and pee because it's just more comfortable. It's more yeah, convenient. You
0: get to sit down. You're not going to miss the toilet. And that's my biggest thing. Like
1: She could have had a she You don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah. The things that you hold to be. <laughs> A, I didn't know they were called she-wees.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, and I, yeah, so I think those are my thoughts on it. I was very, my mouth dropped open whenever she was like, I'm not even trans. Like, this woman is just, like, insane. Yeah. Um, And just, like, oh. outed her, outed her, like, in, right there in front of everyone. But, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, I think that's a great way to end today's episode. I always think that it's fun reading the Am I the Assholes. Sometimes it's hard for me to read. Sorry, if it was hard to follow along.
0: (laughs) No, it was perfect.
1: Um, I try to like do a sort of sum of what I'm reading while I'm reading it. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I'm very happy we're able to record today.
0: Me too. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram. You can go to our website. You can watch our videos on YouTube. You can follow us individually on Instagram if you want to. Um, We will be back next week to like talk and discuss there is a topic that i really want to talk about which i've already told you so we'll see if that's what we end up talking about but we just wanted to kind of catch up with you all since it's been a while and it's our first episode of season four so welcome to 2020 this is so unrelated so i have like a list of things i need at target and my phone is just listening to me, so everything that I say is being added. <laughs> oh <to> my <laughs>
1: god! Can we talk about this update? This new update, where why are voice messages so hard to send now?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I have to do eighteen different things to
1: get to the voice message. That's part. what I'm saying. Also, I hate getting to like going to the emojis and like clicking on the emoji, and I don't know how to click off. Like it makes me mad because like I can't, I can never click off, and it becomes this whole thing, and it frustrates me. And sometimes I just hate when, um, yeah, Apple changes things that weren't broke. Sorry, but (laughs) thanks everyone. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.